0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Comfort in Workplace podcast. On today's podcast, I want to share with you my thoughts on the interview process. I have been giving this a lot of thought lately and am frustrated with how poorly some approach the process, both those being interviewed and those conducting the interview. But before I get to my tips on approaching the interview, I want to share some of my thoughts on how you can go about getting an interview. And then I'll talk about how to approach an interview if you are the person being interviewed and how to approach... An interview if you're the one conducting the interview before we get started i wanted to just put a little caveat out there this this is going to be focused on leadership positions it's not the this is not for positions that require very specific subject matter expertise so please um, take that take the advice for leadership positions so to me there really are three legitimate ways to get considered for a leadership position number one internal role advancement. So advancing into the next level internally within your existing organization. Number two is leveraging your external network. And the third is leveraging an executive recruiter, especially if it's a little bit more of a senior leadership position. Executive recruiter is a, is a, a solid option. So if you're someone looking to get to that next level for the first time, by far your best chance is within your existing organization. Your existing organization knows you, and if your reputation is solid, they are most likely to take a risk advancing you to the next level. So you might be thinking that there is no obvious room for advancement. Maybe there's somebody who's who's in that position that you're that you're looking that you're looking for next. It's the obvious next next level, and that person's not going anywhere anytime anytime soon. Um, but here here are a few tips to make it work internally, because I think you got to be creative, especially if you're in a smaller organization. So for me, I, I highly recommend you volunteer for special projects. So raise your hand, You know, get involved in some special projects. I know it adds to an existing workload, um, but I, I do think this is a great way to to get some recognition. This is a great way to get exposure and to get your name out there. Um, for me personally, I raised my hand um, to participate in a leadership listening course. I was active and engaged in that course. And it, it, it eventually led to me um, helping to teach the, the leadership listening course. So really gave me a tremendous amount of exposure. I was able to um, interact with senior executives, and, and, um, and ultimately it led to additional opportunities being presented to me. So I do think it's really important that if you see a special project, a special initiative that might interest you, raise your hand, try to get involved. Another way to get your name out there and to get some exposure and recognition, participate in Q&As. So you always have um, town halls or senior executives that are, that are giving large large uh, meetings, cascading messages. Raise your hand um, and, and ask a question. Um, to me, I, I did this quite well. Um, raised my hand, everyone got used to seeing my, my face, hearing my voice, knowing my name. But I would tell you to practice caution here. Um, you, you could, this could backfire on you. You have to make sure if you're gonna ask a question, you don't want to be too clever and try to put the person on the on the spot. Um, that's never going to treat. They're never going to treat you well. You know, they're the senior executive. They have the spotlight. They have the microphone. You know, they have the floor. Um, they are they're they're going to win. So don't try to don't try to put them put them on the spot by asking a clever question. Um, ask a thought provoking question, but but make sure that it's in a it's in a positive light, not a not a negative light. And so the third way that I would suggest trying to advance internally um, is, is by having an executive sponsor. You'd be amazed at, um, at how uh, forthcoming executives can be with trying to help um, a young leader in, in their career. You know, pick, pick one or two um, people that are in executive positions and reach out to them and just say, hey, look, you know, I admire, I admire your approach. I admire what you've done in the organization. Um, I'm looking for some, some some guidance on how to advance my career, how to work my career. Would you be interested in mentoring me? And, and you'd be shocked at at the positive response that you might receive. And I say pick one or two. You don't need um you know you don't need to have mentorship with every direct report of the CEO, um, but you know if you pick one or two so that um, if if one maybe isn't interested or is too busy at the moment, uh, maybe the other one is, is, is open to it as well. Um, but I, I highly recommend um, that you, you do that because one of the things that especially if you don't see that obvious next, um, next level advancement, what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that in all three of these areas, you wanna make sure that your name's out there so that when opportunities present themselves, people are thinking of you and they're saying, hey, you know, so-and-so might be, might, be good, might be good for that role. And for you sitting in your position, in your group, in your department, your viewpoint is gonna be much more narrow than someone who's a direct report of the CEO. So having that executive sponsor, you know, they're hearing about different projects and different opportunities across the whole organization. Um, so getting an executive sponsor is a tremendous way for you to, to get to get exposure. So for me, I've used all three of these and I've used them with very, very much success. I've worked in a smaller company there's just a few thousand people, people globally, but I was able to move move around. I took risks, of course, um, but they were calculated risks. And um, I was able to to move from from one department to the next, support in different areas, working on different projects. And now when I look back, um, I have a very well-rounded set of experience. And that set of experience opens me up to a number of opportunities. So not just opportunities within one department, but people are looking at me as somebody who could go across multiple departments. They see that my, my skill sets transfer from department to department. And, and I'm just telling you, it, 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 abs- it absolutely works. So my number one recommendation, if you're looking for that next level, look internally. And it's not gonna happen overnight, but you need to get your name out there, you need to get recognition, you need to get exposure. Build your reputation, get people knowing your name, get some of the get some of the sponsorship, and then as opportunities present themselves in the organization, people are going to have your name, your name top of mind. The other one is external network, and so for me, um, I, I do a great job networking internally, making connections professionally when it's about business. So the internal comes much more naturally to me. However. Um, Having a strong external network is really important, and what I say by strong, you gotta have a a a warm network. You can't expect that once you want a new position or you want a job or you, that you are all of a sudden just gonna start tapping into your external network and it's gonna it's gonna go from cold to hot. Um, you gotta keep it warm, right? So join an external group. Uh, maybe they meet monthly. Um, get you 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 get out there. Maybe you have some connections that you you have people that you wanna you wanna keep uh, keep in touch with you know, every six weeks, send them a message. Um, try to keep the network warm. So this way, when you do need it, when you do need to make sure that you want to make that next step, things aren't working out internally, you know, maybe that you're you're facing a layoff situation, you could turn it from warm to hot pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so keep it warm so that when the time comes, you can turn it hot. And the same thing is with, with internally. You want your name out there a bit. You want people to keep your name top of mind, even with your external network, so that As opportunities present themselves externally, you know, maybe they're reaching out to you proactively and saying, hey, so-and-so would be great for this this position. And the last one was executive recruiters. And to me, this is a bit of a crapshoot. You know, I I find that um, when you're working with an executive recruiter, they got to feel that you're perfect for a position for them to reach out to you. So for me, it's all about timing and leverage. Do you have a skill that they need? Um, Do you have something that their clients are asking for? And if so, then it's a great, it's a great match. And, you know, you could work through a recruiter and it could work out very positively. Um, So what I would do is I would include executive recruiters that you respect and admire in your external network and keep the connection with them warm. You know, every every couple of months, every few months, you know, reaching out, just hey, you know, how's it going? You know, let you know this is what I'm, this is what I've been up to at my at my role. Keep them keep them informed of where of where you're at, what opportunities might be might be interesting to you. And so, those are the three that I would suggest um, as you're looking to get an interview. And you'll notice that I did not include submitting a resume or application, especially when it comes to leadership positions. I have not had. Um, Good, good success with with that. As just you know, cold submitting your resume, submitting an application, um, it that is that's basically like the lotto to me. Um, so I, I don't have much to offer. I know that with the right approach, and there's a lot of articles out there on how to approach submitting a resume. Um, there's there's a lot of solid approaches there, but me personally, just haven't had a lot of um, luck with that one. So um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna offer <laughs> too much to you on, on on that. Okay, so now you followed one of those three methods, and you entered the interv- interview phase. And I know what you might be saying is, well, wait a second, I have such a strong connection with the hiring manager. I kept my network good. I had my internal network, my external network. I connected with someone really, really solid. Um, I don't, why, I'm not gonna enter an interview process. They're the one who's, who's, who's hiring me. Well, uh, if you're looking at a leadership position, I can guarantee you, you're gonna be meeting with multiple people. So you're gonna need to be prepared, prepared for it. So to me, during the interview process, the best way to sell yourself is to focus on storytelling. So this, this by far is the, the best way to showcase what you have to offer. You don't want to resort to listing out your skills or experiences. You don't want to resort to reading your resume um, during the interview. So to me, I want you to outline a few stories that you think will resonate. And, and each person that you're interviewing with may have a different perspective. So it could be as simple as what is their role in the organization? Are they CFO? Are they COO? Um, are they a, a marketing executive uh, so, you know, you wanted to pay attention to their role in the organization the, the organization because that could give you some focus on um, which story might resonate. But what I want you to do is I want you to have a few stories that are well rehearsed and be ready to, to make sure that you have two or three high impact points. And so you want to say, okay, what do I have to offer? What is my value add to the organization? And you want to make sure that your stories highlight those two or three um, high impact points. Now these stories are gonna help paint a picture of what you have to offer. And so for me, I hate stock questions during interviews. And I hate that when the interviewer just reads off of a list of questions that were developed by HR or they, they pulled off a of Google on you know, these are, these are great interview questions to ask. But you do have to be prepared if, if an interview starts work, working through stock questions or starts reading through your resume, you have to practice using those questions to pivot to one of your stories. Because remember, your two or three stories, your two or three high impact points are the most important message to get across during the interview. So now, even if the interview is about to end, I want you to take advantage of the, is there anything else? Last question. I mean, most of the time everyone's, is there anything else you wanted to add? And so you gotta be able to summarize. So let's pretend that you didn't get any of your two or three points uh, across. You need to have a 30 to 60 second elevator pitch of what sets you apart, what makes you special, and make sure that no matter what, you cover your value add and you get that point across. Keep it crisp and keep it punchy. You could do that, and I guarantee you, you're gonna do well in your interview process. Maybe not with all eight people that you're meeting with, but definitely definitely with the majority of them. Okay, now, I've been part of many interviews, both as the interviewer and the person conducting the interview, and I, I kind of hinted at it before. I want, I want interviews that are conducted using natural conversation. I believe that that is by far the best way to determine fit. I can't stand when interviews are reading off a list of stock interview questions one by one. What makes you qualified for this role? Or tell me about your biggest weakness. Oh, I, it, it makes me sick. I got one, I was in one interview I got one, one person sitting across me and they were asking me stock questions throughout the whole, the whole interview. And I just knew this was not gonna, this wasn't go, This wasn't going well. It wasn't a good fit for me. But one of the questions was, what would your followers say about you? And I, was, I was, I was just puzzled by it. Your followers. I, I hate this on, on two levels. I don't create followers. I, 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 create leaders. So that's not, that's not my leadership. I don't, I don't create people to follow me around. Um, and to me, when I, when I take on a new team, I try to get the best out of that new team. I'm not hopping in there and looking to replace, replace the team with people that I've worked with in the past. I mean, what kind of leader would, would that be? So I, I was, I was, I'm annoyed with those kind of questions. What would your followers say about you? Um, to me, I equally hate when an interview goes through your resume, line by line, roll by roll, asking you. A silly question on a role that was from 15 years ago. Why are we? Why are we spending? We're only meeting for 30 minutes or 60 minutes or maybe it's an hour and a half. Why are we wasting any time talking about a role from 15 years ago? Unless I have a story to tell about it that shows um, that shows that I, I learned from a mistake or that I, this was a, a huge growth area for my my career. But as the interview, you don't know that. And so, you've, why would you waste your time? looking at a role from 15 years ago and asking me some silly questions about a project that I probably barely remember. Um, And so to me, as an interviewer, you should be using natural conversation to pull out the information you need. I think this is gonna relax the candidate and it's gonna ensure that you are making a sound decision. And yeah, I know it, you need to compare candidates fairly from one interview to the next. So you're gonna need to make sure that you're covering a few common topics. But please work this into a natural conversation. This isn't a standardized test. It's an extremely important conversation that has tremendous ramifications for both your organization and the person that you're interviewing. Give it some thought and use a relaxed conversation to find out if the candidate is really going to cut it. So this is by no means a comprehensive handbook to interviews, but hopefully My thoughts, my experience could help you prepare for the opportunity to be considered for a next level position. And hopefully I gave you some practical advice for the interview process when being considered for a leadership position. Please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.